Sci-Fi for Me presents Jason Hunt, Timothy Harvey. This is the H2O Podcast. I got to hit the button. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special edition of the H2O Podcast. My name is Jason Hunt. And I am Timothy Harvey. And uh, we have a guest. And and uh, Tim and I were talking before we started. I think this is the first time we've had a guest on this program. Cameron Pasha is here this evening. Writer, director, producer, author, and uh, general raconteur. He's been, uh, he's been making the rounds at various different streams and channels uh, for the last couple of days because... Bombshell Sunday night, and everybody is still kind of reeling trying to figure this out. Welcome, sir. Uh, thank you, thank you both. Uh, you know, for having me on, I've been on Jason's channel alone, but I don't think all three of us together, Tim, I don't think we've been able to have the delight of doing this. So, I'm I have no, Mm-mm. yeah, this is this is going to be fun. Uh, and, and it's and it's one of those, it's one of those things where it's hard to know where to start because this thing just kind of blew up last night and everybody's talking about it and all, all kinds of articles have been dropping today. And Cameron, it feels really coordinated um, <laughs> that, that some of this stuff is, is dropping the way it's dropping, but why don't, why don't we st- just in case anybody's actually missed the news, Bob Chapek is out as CEO of the Walt Disney company. Bob Iger is back as the CEO. And personally, I think that Disney just shot themselves in the head, but you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Cause this thing's going to be evolving through the week. I imagine it's, it's just going to keep the going. Week, the week, the weeks ahead, uh, you know, the months ahead, there's going to be a lot happening. Uh, I will say this. I think that uh, the people who did this have have essentially open you know opened up the genie's bottle of chaos that they won't be able to exactly control in the ways that they expect. And we'll get into why I think that. <laughs> well, and you have you this is he's hardly the first CEO of a company who has been brought back by you know somebody leaves a board, retires, and they're brought back. Now this can be a successful thing. I mean, Apple did it. But it's also been situations where that hasn't been the case. So if this is not like a, this is this is not like a miracle fix. I mean, there are people you know you see a lot of creative uh, a lot of folks on the creative side of things are like, yay, he's back because he was really known for being very supportive of the creative side of things. But that said, this isn't like a magic bullet for solving the issues that Disney has with a number of things. And so, I mean, this this could be good. It could also not be. I mean, it's this is not like a you know, ta-da! Everything's fixed now. It's like okay, and <laughs> and, 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 and Tim, on that, you know, yes, there have been successful returns of CEOs. Uh, you know, the situation here is that I this again this is just my opinion I believe that many of the problems that Bob Chapek was trying to fix and had difficulty fixing were set in motion by Mr. Iger and so to have the the arsonist come back into the building that he burned and say you're going to rebuild it and make it fireproof you know he's got he's going to have to uh, perhaps acknowledge or at least face to himself the choices that he made that got all of them to where they are today I'm not so sure that he will um and with regard to you were absolutely right that many of the creatives and I'm I'm a professional screenwriter and and you know he was he was seen as somebody that Hollywood as an industry liked Iger was seen as somebody that Hollywood liked the problem was he became somebody that was too liked to the point that he wouldn't give necessary story criticisms or may say that doesn't work as examples the last jedi and other, that doesn't work and maybe or maybe oh you're all creative and visionary you uh, you don't have a plan for this Star Wars trilogy maybe you should have a plan and show it to me Right, show me how it works, right? That's a little too much trust, and especially the people that were chosen uh, to make those creative judgments. There are very creative people out there that he simply didn't bring into the loop. He chose specific people like Ms. Kennedy to manage people like Ryan Johnson, who had very specific agendas of how to use their creativity, and he didn't oversee that. So he's going to have to face that uh, if he wants to move forward. But I, when I reference chaos, I just think the way all of this was handled 
was handled quite disastrously. And we can talk about how it got here uh, because it was handled in a way that did not come across as a well-planned, well-thought-out board action, even under stress. It came across as a, a panicky move, which I think it was, and we can talk about why that might be the case. But any action that comes out of that kind of energy usually isn't properly well thought out. And so there will be consequences of intended and unintended consequences that are going to come. There's a... Well, he's also doing it on a timetable. He's yeah. got a two-year timetable to pull this off. He's only back for, scheduled back for two years. And that's, uh, you know, I mean, we talk about this in editing all the time. 30 seconds is forever. But two years in terms of a company as big as Disney, that's not that long. And arguably not enough to fix the fundamental... I mean, so I'm not... I'm, yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, especially with regard... I mean, the excuse being told to us is that it was all over uh, Bob Chapek's commitment to the streaming strategy and the streaming had topped out. Well, it's a streaming strategy that Mr. Iker put into place. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, poor Mr. Chapek was trying to make something work when all the other avenues had been closed to him. He said, all right, I got streaming. That's what I got. All right, so I'm going to see if I can make this work. Oh, okay, it's not working because creatively people aren't liking we're putting in streaming. Okay, I need to sort of cut off some heads creatively and get this thing back on track. Oh, you're going to fire me for doing that? Okay, well, good luck. Hang on, just a second here. It looks like our, our, where did it go? <laughs> all right. You're all still there. Hang on. There we go. We're very, okay. we're in stylish black. Yeah. It's the picture, the picture went black on the feed just for a second there. I just, but I'm, the, okay. we're, we're all there. Now, one all thing, right. one thing that I've heard is speculation because yes, Iger is the, is the instigator of a lot of the problems that they've had. So you have, you have Bob Chapek coming in, trying to fix things, trying to get the, the, the company a little bit more toward the center. So the option here for Iger is either continue that move back toward the center get out of the politics and and quit insulting the 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 customers and and try to try to get to a profitable point again or double down on pulling to the progressive identitarian political stuff in which case i'd say let disney burn at that point i mean it what are there any indicators that he'll go one way or the other? Binary. <laughs> it is a binary, though. I mean, he either no, he either he either doubles it, it, down. He either there's doubles too many. Down there's too many moving parts of what Disney is for it to be a binary. There's so many different aspects of what di the Disney Empire makes up that they're going to deal with various things in different ways. I mean, they just have to. You can't treat the movie industry like you treat the theme park industry. They're two separate beasts. Well, I, I will say this. I will say from the point of view of the Hollywood people, because a lot of people in Hollywood shared this, right, uh, is that Bob Chapek was portrayed by events of this past year, and I think unfairly portrayed, but he was portrayed within the industry as being, you know, anti-LGBT, right, uh, because that he was trying to get Disney out of the conversation around the Florida uh, laws that were being made. And so that's how the industry reacted to it. That's certainly how the trades positioned it for the industry because the trades tried to tell us, this is what you should believe, people. This is the official stance you have to take in order to fit in within the industry, right? right. So that's what the official stance was. Uh, and so, you know, I think that privately, some people are like, you know, maybe we understand maybe not everybody in America needs to have this stuff in their children's films uh, or wants to see this stuff. But, you know, do I say that and get fired and blacklisted? Maybe I just keep my mouth shut, right? And so we're, we're sort of in a situation where everyone is on this boat of saying we support all this stuff and Disney has to put all this stuff out there all the time, even if people don't actually believe that. Um, so now we have to figure out, and we're going to find out by the actions. The actions will prove what is, who are the people that are behind this move that forced the board to act in this very rapid fashion, right? Uh, when clearly Chapek didn't see it coming. He was already positioned to start firing people. You know, he had Mr. Gutierrez, the head of corporate counsel, taking care of that. Pitt put out that big memo literally 10 days ago. That feels like 10 years ago now. Uh, and then suddenly out of nowhere, this was, the, the sand shifted beneath his feet. And I really don't think he saw it coming. Uh, I, thought, I think he thought he had Excalibur in his hand. He finally got the pieces he needed to, to, to right the ship in his mind. So if Mr. Iger... I think, look, all of them publicly will say 
we support this thing and thing and we want inclusive and blah blah they'll use the they'll use the buzzwords and mr Iger has historically believed in the buzzwords and used them as well mr chapek has used the buzzwords even if he may or may not believe that they're appropriate for the company but he's used them because he learned from the florida incident something just sound you gotta say what you gotta say right it's people off your back but i think mr Iger has historically proven that he believes in in many of these social uh, agendas he believes in them he believes that they're right for humanity and that his company should be promoting them as a as a progress for the human race he believes that so what are the conversations at the board right now is susan Arnold telling him you're back here but you're gonna have to get off this road you know we don't want any more of our movies banned in in latin america because you have a gay kiss. We just we we need to sell those markets, right? And so if she's not having that conversation, then the people that brought him back brought him back because they want that kind of stuff, because they share the same philosophy. And that includes people like BlackRock, you know, these these major uh quote unquote woke capital investment funds who see, who seem to have publicly kind of stated that our purpose is to take other people's money and use that to improve the world rather than actually make a return <laughs> and so this seems to be their agenda and they're pushing for that in, the, in their various social things so i personally think that the people that put mr Iger back are the people that are pushing for the social agenda i think that uh that is going to come back and it's going to be lauded by everyone in the industry and i think it's going to lead to negative economic returns for hollywood or for disney moving forward in the next two years I think that's just what's going to happen. Well, now let me ask you this, because WDW Pro, who's a Disney insider from somewhere on the inside, uh, he's he's got a theory that a lot of this kind of kicked off because you know you mentioned you mentioned the memo about the about the layoffs that were coming and the hiring freezes and all of that, and mm -hmm. Pro was saying that at some point he probably tripped a tripped a, a landmine. Dealing with the reimagined tomorrow people, the diversity crowd led by uh, uh, Latondra Newton, and that's what kicked off this whole process right here to the end. The the last minute panic. Do you think there's anything to that, or you think there was something else that this was a longer thing that was brewing? Because I mean, the board not two months ago gave gave Chapek a three year brand new deal, and unanimous vote and everything everything looked like it was on track to keep going because that was right in the middle of all that stuff with florida so the outer indicators the outside the outside looking in it seemed like chapek had the the confidence of the board they, they said go ahead and keep doing what you're doing because we're on the right track something had to happen in the last couple of weeks that that fired this off would that perhaps be the lower than expected revenue, like forty percent down? But 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 that's but then it should have happened the day after the revenue release. He was empowered over the next several days to do things like put out this memo saying this is how we're going to react to it, which is an employment memo saying I'm now going to start cutting off heads. I mean, so and then ten days after that is when this happens. So the pattern seems to be that acting on that memo, he would have put that memo out only if he thought Susan Arnold had approved it. That he, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm putting Gutierrez out of corporate legal, which means I'm going to start cutting off bigger heads than normal. Uh, and this is what I'm publicly doing. And then you know, 10 days later, he's pushed out. Uh, means that over those 10 days, Gutierrez did what he was told to do, which is make some phone calls to some very powerful people and say, it's time for you to pack up your office. And at least one of those powerful people, in my opinion, made a phone call to some other powerful people said, I, that's not going to happen. I'm not going anywhere. And this is part of some evil plan of some agenda that I oppose. And you need to support me if you oppose this agenda. So I believe it is extremely likely, personally, that it is about that the phone call that, that led to this, that it's time for you to move on, that led to the surprise reaction, was crossing a red line that Chapek did not realize was still a red line internally. And it may have been on this, you know, this ESG stuff or whatever, this, you know, this, this, you know, I myself am a Muslim brown guy. So, I, you know, yeah, I'm always amused when people start uh, talking to me about diversity. I'm like, I'm pretty diverse. Hollywood doesn't care about that. But, but the official diversity stances, you know, the, the people involved in that group had essentially been silenced. We know that because earlier this year, they were declined, you know, we had it, things where the, the trades tried to talk to those people and Disney said they will not be answering. So the tape had silenced them. Mm. Now, I think the next step would be, okay, now it's time for you to pack up your office and we're shutting this division down. And I think 
that became an issue for some of the investors who believe that they're that this is the right direction that companies need to be going in uh and pushing this kind of diversity mandates and structures and to do and to unravel that would set back the entire movement and so i think that was what chapek didn't realize that this would be a red line for some powerful investor that when that phone call came to their office they called susan arnold said yeah i don't think this i think this has gone too far and we're stopping. It's just looking at the pattern of days because it had just been the economic return. As they're saying that the investors were panicked over the returns, then that should have happened the first weekend. Yeah. It didn't. It happened two weeks later, over two weeks during which he's he's trying to fire people. Well, and, uh, and you well, get... not not being not being in the business world aside from, mm -hmm. you know, not at this level certainly. Um, how long does it take to have those conversations? For example, what I'm saying is, is what could that two weeks have been the, okay, people start talking, they start running over these decisions. Who do we replace this guy with? Can we get Bob Iger back? Do we all be looking for somebody else? Could that, could, could that two weeks have been trying to figure out what we need to do as opposed to just, I mean, not saying that that it, it didn't happen where he crossed that line that way but could that that two weeks have literally been them going okay how do we do this who do we pull the trigger or just talking bob Iger into coming back i mean he's still making very, very pretty happy when in retirement so i'm going to address both of those things i'm just going off the publicly reported official version of events so the official version of events that's been putting out in the news today has been that there was an emergency meeting on saturday essentially right Emergency meeting means that an event happened on Friday because you didn't have two. It's emergency. It's not emergency two weeks later. It's emergency because something right. has happened. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it suggests that some event happened Thursday and Friday that pushed the situation into a critical thing. Also, Mr. Iger has been very public about being dissatisfied with right. and the very fact that he wouldn't leave the guy wouldn't leave he he was removed and he immediately covid's back i'm back in charge and i'm the i'm the real ceo and while this guy's in my shadow this guy wouldn't leave he doesn't want to leave right and that's i think clear in my opinion i think i don't think there was any difficult i think if two weeks were necessary to find someone else the very fact it went back to the other guy who wouldn't leave the first time you know Seems to me that's a five-minute phone call that he's been waiting for, and it seems to me from the news reports that we got that 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 in that twenty-four-hour period of Friday, Saturday was this mm -hmm. emergency meeting and an emergency call with Chapek. So it seems that something happened at the end of this two-week period, and that's again suggests to me that a line was crossed that led to a surprise phone call, that led to a panic inside the board, that led to a quick phone call Friday night to Bob, Bob Iger. Can you do this? Ah, yeah, I can do this Saturday. Okay, let's have a vote. And they did it. And Chapek didn't see that coming. Uh, I think that Chapek would have, if he had seen anything coming for two weeks, he would have had countermeasures, oh, sure. a movement of some kind. Yeah. And that's what he did with, with Peter Rice, who is his competitor. He saw the guy over several weeks publicly stay countermanding him on the Florida issue, the guy who Chapek, that Iger wanted to be his successor. And now this guy is publicly countermanding and publicly putting out press releases against his own boss and then privately talking to board members. He did this foolishly over a period of a couple of months during which Chapek said, oh, that's what you're doing? You're not even smart enough to hide it? Mm -hmm. And then Chapek privately had countermeasures so that when the moment came to pull the plug, he had the entire board ready. It wasn't done in an emergency meeting. It had been prepped over several weeks. This was an emergency, suggesting to me some catalyst happened beyond the two weeks that was not planned from just, oh, the numbers aren't good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the very fact that Chapek had a memo prepared, this is how I'm going to handle the most. I'm going to fire people. I'm going to get rid of the people causing the problem, right? Means that he was very confident that he finally like, look, I've now shown you. The numbers aren't my fault. You have bozos in these divisions who are creating this problem. Can I have the sword, Susan? Oh, I can have the sword now? Great. I've got the sword. And then something happens that just came out of left field for him that he didn't see. There is uh, Alex Sherman, who's a CNBC reporter. <clears throat> He's He was reporting that CFO Christine McCarthy was one of the executives who went to the board expressing no confidence in Chapek, according to sources, now, McCarthy was the CFO under Iger, and mm -hmm. there's this article here from Collider that comes today about how Iger's going to pretty much dismantle everything that Chapek was doing. And funnily mm -hmm. enough, Iger's keeping Dana Walden, Alan Bergman, Jimmy Pitaro, and Christine McCarthy, and those are all the all his his folks. Yes. 
So yeah, so this was this was this was the danger. This was the mistake, in my opinion. I think Chapek made a lot of smart moves, but ultimately he wasn't smart enough. He got outsmarted, and the danger was he kept people in the positions that were still loyal to Iger. What you do is what now Iger is doing. Iger is firing everybody. He's firing everybody that was loyal to Chapek. Right? It began with Kareem Daniel this afternoon. It's going to be a bloodbath for the rest of the week. I think Mr. Gutierrez, the the head of legal, is going to be out. He's going to. If I were Iger, remove everyone. Remove yeah. anyone that was loyal. If I Chapek is more of a slow and steady sort of guy. So he said, I'll keep these people because I might use them as a chess piece later. No, you can't have these people as a chess piece. You gotta get rid of them because exactly this. Ms. McCarthy's like, oh, okay, my boss has got a moment of weakness. Now my real boss, the guy I care about, that put me in my position. Yeah. Now I can do the sword. So it was if, a mistake to ever have her there. If McCarthy being C CFO, you know, that's that calls back the idea of the money which now you get you know because we talk about the the esg stuff and the blackrock and vanguard and all of that mm -hmm. um this this is going to sound very black pill conspiracy theory and i don't i don't Every, really hold to this there's no theories my friend it's this all is, conspiracy this you is 21 years in hollywood you see conspiracies <laughs> right <laughs> no it's not a, none of it is a theory but let's hear so your theory. let me let me ask this how how possible is it that Iger settled this up because there's been a lot of people that have been talking since the day that Chapek got named as CEO that people were saying Chapek's going to be the fall guy because Iger sets up all of these all of these programs and 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 instigates a lot of stuff that ends up being problems later. Uh, you know, he's spending like a drunk Democrat buying a bunch of stuff, buying, you know, buying Pixar, buying Marvel, buying Star uh, Lucasfilm, buying 20th Century Fox. He's overspending. He's overcommitting. And then pandemic hits, financial problems hit. Iger's out the door because he sees this coming. He puts Chapek in place to deal with the fallout. And then when everything becomes a, a massive, you know, implosion, here he comes on his white horse ready to save the day. How, 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 that's really far fetched to think that that's planned. I mean, you, you and I have talked about how Machiavellian Hollywood is. That seems like a stretch even for me, but. I, so here's know. here's my problem with that is that he comes back. He can't wave a magic wand and fix the problems that Disney has right now. It's going to take work and whatever his plans are for that, whether they work or not, they're not going to be quick because right. you've got the theme park issues. You've got the streaming issues. You've got, I mean, there's just so many other, this is not, he's, no matter how excited people may be inside or outside or whatever that he's back or unhappy that he's back, he's not going to be able to walk in there and say, this is the solution to all our problems because there's not just one problem. It's not just like we solved the one thing and now everything's better. He's got work to do. And it's, he's, he's that the work either has to pull off or it doesn't matter how people, how, how you know, yay, we brought Bob back. The investors, if he can't pull it off, the investors are going to say, well, that's great. You brought him back. It didn't work. And and I would agree with you. I, I do not believe, although I've heard it from others, I've heard it for a long time. I do not believe this, a, a, that, he, that Iger was setting this plan in motion because it's a plan that could get out of control very easily once he's not the CEO. Yes, yeah. once he's not, and, and the action reveals that he wouldn't leave. He came back and I'm still, I'm the shadow CEO because there's a COVID thing here and I won't let this guy do his job for a year. That's not something you do if you're setting him up as the fall guy. Yeah. You let COVID bring this guy down. You let COVID, you let him be blamed. You let COVID be blamed. You don't come back in and try to right the ship during a pandemic. You let it all fall on his shoulders and let it collapse. So uh, I, and the very fact that he's been whining and whining like a child for months now in the media oh, you know my successor doesn't know what he's doing he's messing up with my legacy these aren't things that you do if you're plotting a machiavellian revenge you sit back quietly you daddy daddy wait for wait for them to implode you don't whine for your job back because you're now by doing that you're signaling the outcome yeah. you don't do that in a plot you do the plot right the outcome happens you don't signal the outcome because you might blow it so, so that that it just the actions don't match up with that. No.
Well, and the media is all over. You talk about uh, the reactions here. Did someone save Disney's life last night? I mean, they're fawning all over this. I don't know. It seems like it seems like it's it's a little bit overboard. You know, here's here's this. Disney will dominate things, and they are looking at. So he has a track record that, if you like his track record, views you this is a good thing. And I don't have a personal investment, or I don't care enough about the health of Disney um, <laughs> to, to really get worked up one way or the other. Um, but it's like I think they're you know even even if he's back, he is maybe you know he's back on the white on the white horse, and he's like I'm gonna save the company. And people are excited. That's great, but it doesn't change the fact that the work has got to get done. To whatever whatever his solution is going to be, whether it's continued layoffs, whether it's restructuring something here, or or making the theme park not um, how many months rent for people to go for a weekend, um, or you know that what I saw I saw the the Star Wars. Thing described as you know an expensive trip to a basement um you know i mean these these are things that are you know for for all the stuff that there's you know there's all this really great impression of of disney as being you know the happiest place on earth and all this stuff the reality is is that it has become so expensive yeah. to experience any of these things that there's not whether whether the company is profitable or not there's a perception for people who want to go to the House of the Mouse and can't get in because they can't afford the parking. You know, I mean, it's because it's 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 such an expense. And, and things like that, you cannot wave a magic wand and make those issues go away. You have to figure out a plan to make that a affordable and profitable thing because if people don't show up, because the, the theme park side of thing is, you know, a not insignificant percentage of Disney's income, mm-hmm. and if you don't, people stop showing up. I mean, you're, how how long have people been talking about it being too expensive to take your family? Yeah, I mean, if you don't solve that problem, it's just going to keep growing. What? Leaving aside the movie or, or the, the movie or television or streaming side of things. I mean, and these are not cheap places to run. They're not cheap places to, and you can't abandon them. <laughs> what, are, could. what are the odds that Disney gets to the point where it's now too big? We'll break it up like we did AT and T. Is there is there a chance for something like that happening at some point? Do you think? I think more. It's more likely Disney will end up being acquired. You know, you know. I think the stock after it's going to have this dead cash bounce from was like oh look Iger's gonna come back and then people don't think about it didn't this guy cause a problem in the first place and the stock's gonna go back down right, right. See, you know, these are the, the jerk yeah i think jerk reactions of investors who think something exciting is happening so i'm gonna jump in because they got a plan they don't have a plan right they're just gonna bumbling through this as they're trying to figure out how to solve the, the things that that you're talking about you know I, I think it's more realistic if someone like apple you know or even amazon which has money to waste right uh probably more apple than amazon would just come in and 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 purchase it i think that's that that is the more likely scenario to me than breaking up disney uh, and the stock price may fall low enough that that is a realistic possibility in the near future now somebody had asked uh up, up in the chat about uh people on the board uh I, Iger, whether he was still on the board or not he's still the largest shareholder in the company uh you've got him you've got Christine McCarthy, you've got Alan Braverman, you've got Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street are the top investors. Mm-hmm. So whether whether Iger's on the board or not, as the biggest investor, he's you know like you said, he's not going away anytime soon. But he's also probably got a fairly prominent voice anyway because of his position as the top shareholder. Do you think that might have had anything to do with? Hey, I'm ready to come back. Hint, hint, hint. I mean, do you think he actually reached out, or somebody, or or they reached out to him? Because the official line is they reached out to him, or does it matter? Yeah, we, 
he's been seeding it for he's been grumbling he didn't want to go he's been saying i'm not leaving oh you're gonna drag me out of this building i want to come home he's been seeding it for two years so he was setting up so that there was no other person to talk to he's like i'm right here guys i'm right here who else are you gonna call in an emergency situation yeah an emergency we call because one of the rich guys calls and i don't like where this is going stop it well i mean as one of the largest if he's the largest stockholder then he's also taken a pretty fine, sizable financial hit here mm-hmm. so he has a you know he has he has the personal agenda of not wanting to take a gigantic financial hit and write his own fine i mean i'm sure he's i'm not i, I suspect he's not struggling for funds at this particular point in his life but um, when you make a lot of money, the goal is to make more money, right? So, I, you know, think. his his own fortunes being impacted by lower than you know hope for earnings is I'm not wouldn't be surprised if that's a bit of a factor for him personally. You know, make back the money I've lost. Well, in a recession, yeah, everybody's and, and, losing money to a certain extent. Well, yeah, and also he'd be I'm sure he's in denial of the fact that the money's lost is his own fault. I mean, he put he all did all these dumb things over a decade that puts Disney into an impossible situation on various levels that it's very hard for anyone to clean out of. So I'm actually partly amused as someone who was sympathetic to Bob Chapek and was sympathetic to his plight and what he was trying to do. I'm very amused because I think Mr. Iger is going to discover that this glorious moment of I've won, I've reached, I'm Napoleon coming back to Paris is going to end like Napoleon coming back to Paris. It's going to end with a lot of indignity. And I think that's, you know, that that's how this process is going to play out. Karen, you I made a... See how, I honestly don't see how he can not... And and I, okay, oh, admittedly, people are really good at deluding themselves for a lot of different reasons. But, you know, his coming back here, you know, again, for all the people going, yay, this is great, Bob can do it. It doesn't solve the problems. He still has to figure out what to do, and maybe he's got a plan. No. Maybe he's got, you know, maybe there's he's maybe maybe he's been spending his time away going, I want to do this, I want to do this, and mapping it all out. Maybe he's got his own, you know, his PowerPoint presentation all lined up. But it's gonna be work. It's and it's not gonna. It's I mean, two years. Oh, well, let me let this me. This is a lot to solve in two years. I that's mean, assuming really. that's assuming that Iger has any intention of actually fixing what's broken because it's all perception. I mean, Iger could be looking at this and thinking that Chapek broke what he had planned because he set that's all this stuff I, in motion. Chapek threw the whole thing I, off. Yeah, I, I mean, his actions show a man who is not thinking long term for the success of this company. His actions show it. I mean, he was. His, the, the ways he did his merger, the choices that he made and who he staffed, the, the ESG characters that he put in place before ESG even became a thing. He was setting all of that into motion. None of that was for the good of this company. It was good for whatever he believes is good for the social message of what he's doing, right? And part of his own ego of controlling Lucasfilm and Marvel and all these things. He didn't, he didn't have anything creative to add to them by bringing them in on board. So I, I personally am of the opinion that Mr. Iger has been upset that Chapek has been trying to fix his mistakes. He doesn't want them fixed. I think he may very well be in denial that they are the responsible for the problems. And he may think that whatever problems will come will eventually be overturned by the genius of his his progressive vision. And I don't, I've seen no evidence suggest he's ever off that. So I think my, I could be proven wrong in a few days where, you know, he may have a few fall people that he may remove the Chapek wanted to remove anyway, so get a fall guy here, fall girl here, so he can continue the the illusion game of see, I'm making changes, right? Um, but I think the long term plan is the one that he he wanted to keep in motion, which is what which at least some people inside of Disney and the investors didn't like. That's why Bob Chapek even was put up there to replace him. That some people. Probably Rupert Murdoch was another large owner and has been supportive of Chapek, large shareholder. Probably was like, look, I don't give a crap about diversity. I don't give a crap about anything. I just want to make money here, right? <laughs> and this thing, none of this stuff is going to make me money. And so I think those people like Murdoch pushed Chapek into power, and those people are not gone. They're not happy that this character that they thought they got off the map is back. The very people that put Chapek there are still around, and they're pissed off. So there's going there's going to be a big power struggle that's coming. Well, how much how much was because various things are reported that of course that Chapek was Iger's pick preferred successor at various points. Never just just spin. 
it, it's been it's, it's unbelievable spin because no one ever heard of this guy in Hollywood. I, Iger's entire identity was I'm Hollywood elite. All you ever saw of this guy was hanging out at parties with movie stars. After he left, you see him hanging out with Prince Harry and Meghan, right? He's just constantly gigging. Chapek never did that. He didn't do that before. He didn't do that as CEO. He disliked that. He wasn't that. He We in Hollywood never even heard of this guy. Who the hell is this guy? How did he take over? Peter Rice, who was a traditional Hollywood mogul type, was his chosen successor. And and so Iger, I, to him, Chapek is the worst peon of all, the money-making backroom guy, the grumbling over, over this and that, you know, figure on a thing. There was no glamour to it. Iger's all about glamour. You know, his legacy's got to be about glamour. And that's why he's an ineffective CEO, because he's not thinking in terms of economics. He's thinking in terms of perception. He's master creating perception, which is why he's creating perception. I'm coming to save this. It makes no sense. He has no plan that I can think of, aside from doing what he was doing before and telling everyone, see, I'm here supporting the LGBTQ community. That's going to be a message that's going to come out of his mouth really soon, right? And that's going to satisfy a large faction of Hollywood. But, you know, is it going to be something that many in the audience really want to be the focus of Disney? I don't think so. And he's not going to care any more than he cared in the past, right? That's the just who he is on a character level. I think I think he despises Chapek and views him as that there's nothing in Hollywood because there's nothing in Hollywood more despicable than someone from outside the system who climbs into the club. <laughs> that is seen as nouveau riche. It's very degrading. You gotta get rid of those guys, right? They hate them. And so I think he hates Chapek on a visceral level because that's the people I've worked with. They hate I'm one of those people who climbed up Pakistani Muslim guy breaking into Hollywood. I, I remember, I'll tell you one story. I remember once I was invited by my agency, William Morris Endeavor, one of the most powerful agencies. And I'm no, I'm another agency now, but at that time I was there and they'd invited me to the house of Heinz Saban, who may have heard of who was power, uh, power Rangers uh, entrepreneur behind him. And, sure, you know, right. he, yeah, he sold power Rangers for a billion dollars to Disney that bought it back for a hundred million dollars later. I mean, he's a brilliant entrepreneur. And, I he was invited to some political gathering, muckety muck thing, with, and it was like celebrities were there. I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll go to this." Right, I went to this, and I ran into some producers that I knew who were from that sort of aristocratic, wealthy club. Their reaction to seeing me at this event blew me away. They literally, they had they recoiled physically to see me there. How did this guy get into the cool, you know, mansion of a billionaire Heim Saban who's part of our club? They, and they were rude to me in front of other people. Like they needed to degrade me to remind everybody he's not one of our club. I never forgot that. That is Bob Iger. Bob Iger's who the hell is this guy coming into the party? I have to humiliate him. And what just happened this yesterday was pure humiliation. It was d disgraceful the way that he was dismissed, right? right? And not in the in the legacy we've had other people dismissed uh, at Disney. Even Mike Ovitz was removed. And, you know, he eventually destroyed himself later by by speaking out, you know, in negative terms about the LGBTQ community, which doesn't end well for anyone and didn't end well for him. But he wasn't shamed when he was removed. Shapik was shamed because that's what happened to me. You can't be in here. Well, and you've you also got, you know, people at people at the vice presidential level in the C-suite finding out about this on their phones when they're at the Elton John concert where Chapek was supposed to introduce everything going and he got yanked. Mm -hmm. So this was a very insular, very private thing. But let me ask you this, because we talk about the ESG stuff, and, and at the corporate level, you have the ESG scores, which are like the social media scores. You know, we don't like what you tweeted, so you're not going to get to your bank account. That kind of thing is what we anticipate is coming right. as part of this whole new world they will order try thing. That. Yes, they will try it. Yes. So Vanguard, BlackRock, they're in this thing. What if... Iger's concern is not necessarily fixing the problems or, or getting the company back to the profitability, but his main issue is we got to get our ESG score up. He's yeah. got to salvage his reputation as the, as the guy mm -hmm. for a 2024 presidential run. I mean, the deal's two years. He finds a new CEO. He gets the ESG score up enough. The Democrats don't have anybody that they can field right now. I mean, it's wide open, and Iger, we knew, had presidential aspirations before. I mean, the original idea well, was he gets public about it. Yeah, yeah, he was he was hoping to get ambassador to China, and that didn't mm -hmm. happen. So, it could any of this be politically motivated for him? 
I have I said that last night on our, our friend Valiant Renegade's channel. I said that uh, that and others didn't agree with me on that, but I, I do believe that the timing, you know, as you pointed out, the two years, as you point out, the two years, it, it happens to correlate with the next presidential election, right? Yeah. Uh, and so it just gives it because Chapek's contract was for three more years. It's not like he's taking Chapek's contract. He's only doing two years, right? Right. That seems like well, what's happening in two years? There's another election coming, and certainly. There are no major contenders. People, Some people like to think Governor Newsom of California, having lived in California, I do not think Mr. Newsom will have the national support that at least some people in California project onto him. So, yeah, there's no clear contender. Uh, uh, and I do. Be, I also believe Mr. Iger is deluded enough to believe that. I may not be the board strategy, but I think he's deluded enough to believe he's got a shot. I don't think he has any shot whatsoever, right? Especially well, even, even if he were to have a shot, there's there's a time commitment to campaigning that mm -hmm. does not align with running mm -hmm. a corporation the size right. of Disney. So you would, and considering the timetable for political campaigns, that's going to be well before the end of two years. That's right. going to start, um, well, depending on, you know, a, a year from now. I mean, really? I mean, you've got, to, you've got to pull that trigger by a year out, right? I mean, well, you don't have to. There are people who have done it later. But I mean, I mean, <laughs> that would that would be an extremely... Bad business decision? Correct. You just hit it. It is a bad business decision. And that's why I absolutely believe Mr. Iger's thinking that. Because he's not a businessman. He is a glamour-seeking, you know, you know, glory, light, spotlight-seeking gentleman. He's been that throughout his entire tenure. He missed, he ran Disney into the ground because he was too busy going to parties. And, oh, you're a famous person? Here, here's lots of money. I'm not going to ask what you're going to do with it. Ryan Johnson, everyone likes you. You're the cool next second. Here. Kathy, you hire him, let him do whatever he wants, right? This is not how you run a business, but that's how he ran the business for a decade. This is a man that isn't actually interested in running the business. He's interested in celebrity. It's clear from his own book. Bob Chapek ain't going to put out a book about himself. This guy's putting out books about himself because he thinks people care. We don't. He, he is deluded enough. Again, I'm not saying that this is what the board wants him to do, but I think he's deluded enough to think that a year from now he'll have turned Disney around by telling the right people, go fix it for me, because he doesn't know how to do it. He did not do it the last time. And then he'll say, I'm just going to run around and see, look what I did. I fixed it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the, the Democratic candidate. He's deluded enough to believe that, and he's going to put his focus to some degree on that, which is not good for business. But then that's what he's been doing for 10 years. It wasn't good for business. It's Look at the past if you want to look at the future. <laughs> that's well, my philosophy. And the, the I mean, other... guy, that's the way this guy behaved for a decade. He yeah. set himself for a presidential run, and now he's like, well, I got my moment. We blew our wide. We got nobody. This is my moment. So I'm, I'm going to take it because there's nobody in the field. So I'm going to take it. Well, and the other what the board wants, yeah. but I don't think he's thinking about them. The other part of that two years is for him to find a successor. So, you know, a year out, okay, I've got the guy. Now we're going to let him start doing things. You know, we, we basically kind of throw him in, and he starts doing more CEO stuff which frees Iger to concentrate on not doing CEO stuff. So, you know, as you gradually work the new guy in, he can put his attention on other places. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that I buy into I it's it's just as valid a theory as anything else at this point because it's so so early in the process. We have no idea what Iger's going to do. But like you said, his track record is such that we can make some some educated guesses. I mean, the and like shit, you know, he likes he likes being in front of the the camera. He likes being in the limelight. He's a weatherman. I mean, that's where he got yes. started. So and you that, know, and that's very much who he is. There, you know, it's interesting because Les Moonves was also an actor when he started off. He loved the movie, but he was actually an effect. I mean, setting aside his character problems, for what he was definitely people would say he ran CBS quite effectively and also abused his power in that position, right? Whereas, you know, Iger didn't run Disney effectively because he's too busy seeing it. And so, yes, I mean, the smartest thing for him to do right now from his point of view is, I don't know how to fix this. Let me find a smart person to do the work for me while I go off and campaign. Because he doesn't know how to fix it anyway, so he doesn't have a solution. So he's like, oh, oh you you cool, smart, younger people, you, you know, hello, young people, tell me what you think. Oh, you, yeah, you go do that. I'll take credit for it, and I'll be, I'll go schmooze people at parties. That's what I think is coming. This guy has shown no evidence of having any kind of long-term plan. He's never had one, you know. He's never thought out the economics of let's buy 
Lucasfilm and then let's make a trilogy for $3 billion without a plan. That's not a business action. That's not rational. He did it. I mean, he did it, right? You know, and so none of this was rational. When The Last Jedi came out, about a month after The Last Jedi came out, and this was before so all the YouTube energy had risen around it, like, what is this Last Jedi? I was just like shocked. I couldn't believe I'd seen this movie. I was, uh, I'm right now at Dartmouth College, my, my alma mater, right? That's where I am right now in, in, in my hotel in Hanover. And I, also, I went there for undergraduate and I went there for business school, the Tuck School of Business. I have an MBA from there. So I went back to speak at the business school at Tuck uh, a month after The Last Jedi came out. And I gave a talk at the business school about how The Last Jedi will be remembered as a, as a moment of a complete abdication of managerial responsibility by everyone involved. Right. I said that right after the movie came out. And historically, that's been how it's been perceived. And that's that's what that's what Iger is. That's who he is. He's just going to get a guy because he doesn't know. He doesn't know how to do this. That's not going to change. How is it going to change at this stage in his life? Does this feed into the the reputation he's got as being a talent guy? Because he lets the talent people do their do their thing. And he pretty much just kind of lets them lets them run loose, and and not very much in the way of supervision there. I mean, that's what I've heard. I've heard a couple of different versions of that. That he's mm-hmm. you know he's he's more talent oriented. Of course, you've got uh, the guy uh, the head of UTA now, because in the wake of the of the Scarlett Johansson thing, and how the deals work out with streaming and theatrical and all stuff, you have the talent agencies are sitting there saying. There's a new game. We're going to have to do these things differently. So now you've got Iger's going to have to run into that as well because the, the that playground has shifted a little bit in terms of what the talent's priorities are because of everything, you know, the, the big push for streaming, which turns out may not be as successful as everybody had hoped. And which he went all in on. Well, Chapek is like, what do I do? I come in here. This guy has shut down every other avenue of us putting stuff out. Streaming's our thing. All right, let me see how I can make it work. Oh, our, our, all the product that we've made that this guy put in motion, you know, all these these Lucasfilm shows that 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 Iger put in motion. Oh crap! I got they got to be released on my term. They're all gonna work. Okay, fine. They release. Oh, look at the disaster. Okay, now that that's done, can I start chopping off heads? Oh, I'm fired for this guy's mistakes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he doesn't, he didn't understand what was coming with streaming then. He doesn't know what's happening with streaming now. He doesn't know what's happening with the talent. This guy just doesn't know. And so he's not going to run anything. And this guy's just a brilliant salesman. So, you know, this, this is, nothing good can come out of this, in my opinion. I could be proven wrong six months from now. Like, oh, well, Cameron, he did everything right. Then he's proven to be, he's broken, he's broken the historical record of how people behave differently from what they did in the past. There's a question in the chat. Where does Chapek go from here? Uh, I I keep hearing a lot of people saying Chapek's done in Hollywood. He's never he's never gonna he's never gonna work in this town again. Where do you think he goes after? Because he got he had to get his contract bought out. So you know he's sitting on three years of of however million however many millions. So he's got a little bit of cushion. What do you well, think he does next? Are, at the twenty three million, I think it's substantially higher than that. Yeah, I think it's much higher. I mean, even with twenty three million. He can retire on that easily. I mean, okay. I, 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 I mean, I do think he's hated by the system. Uh, again, he's hated because he tried to change the system, which mm-hmm. the system doesn't like. He's hated because he's an outsider. He's not cool. He's not glamour. He's not glamorous. He's a money guy, and he walked into the mansion when he shouldn't have, like me, right? Yeah. So he's hated by the system, and I don't think he's going to get. I mean, he might end up going to some some internet company or this or that. Where he'll be on board of he'll be on the boards of this and that and whatever. But I don't. He's never going to be the CEO of another studio again. And I'm sure he's going to be financially set for life so that's you know he played played a, he played a game he played it as well as he could and it didn't work well i mean you know he gets to walk away with millions and millions of dollars i mean that's yeah, right he'll be okay he'll be okay. I mean, all right. look i'm sure look i'm sure i'm sure he's angry i'm sure he feels betrayed uh i'm sure he feels humiliated but life goes on yeah yeah i mean It's, it's it'll be it'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Chinese curse interesting. Yeah, I, I mean no no matter what no matter what's going to happen, it's going to be um this is one of those things where it's like uh, the business school uh the chapters in the business, you know, books are, get written about things like this, right? Mm-hmm. There's this is mm-hmm. 
pro or con whether it, you know if it works it's got a chapter if it doesn't work it's got a chapter and you know in terms of the the folks on the legal side of things it then becomes okay you know another you know, it's a chapter in in a law school book you know there's it'll be it's a lot of money at stake though and that's yeah. the interesting thing is that, you know, because again, if he screws this all up, he doesn't hurt. I mean, he hurts himself just as bad as he hurts anybody else. Be, well, no, this is a, if you lose your job and you're working at the theme park, you're going to get hurt a lot more than he's going to get hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's uh, going to be fine. He's going like to be just... fine too. But I mean, you know, but if he can't write the ship, it's his own money he's losing too. So he better have some kind of plan or at least an idea of a plan yes. or at least knows the people that he wants to put in charge of coming up with the plan for him because he's got everybody's eyes on him and all the goodwill in the world, all the yay he's back is not going to change the fact that people are going to look what's going to happen to him next quarter and next quarter. And the quarter after that. Yeah, but you also have to, consider, have to show results that are going to make. You, you also have to consider, though, that the media, the trades, they're on his side. And the whatever he does, care. they will. The, they investors, will the, spend... the investors might love, might love it if the if the media is on his side. But if the if if the six months from now, if it's down 40 percent again, they're going to sit there and go. Right. So, <laughs> Bob, come here. Because it's their money is going to be going away. They're not so, going to think. Rupert Murdoch will say that. Uh, the BlackRock will not say that yeah, because BlackRock is like, this is, he's put us right on the philosophical change of the Maoist revolution that must come. Well, as someone, as someone with an LGBT kid and yeah. a lot of LGBT friends who actually mm -hmm. is a progressive and mm -hmm. supports having more stuff in film with LGBTQ people because they're my friends and family. They're still going to want to make money. They're in the bit for all the fact that they've got their interests and what they want the world to be. Same thing with mm -hmm. me. I'd mm -hmm. like the world to be a better place too, but I still have to pay the bills. But, you, but it's your money. These are people I, that are. The thing is that other people's money eventually comes back to haunt you if you're not spending it right. What's his name with the big crypto thing here that just exploded and took out billions of dollars of other people's money mm -hmm. he's gonna go to jail because he can't shut up about it which is his own stupid idiot behavior but the thing is is that other people's money when it's your money mm -hmm. that other people are investing and spending this sort of thing puts that under a microscope agendas desires hopes for the future aside Nobody wants to lose money. So now you've hit the pivotal issue. You've hit the pivotal issue. I want to thank you for everything you just shared. Uh, so the pivotal issue is something that I said, one of the catalytic things, what happened in the last two weeks? Several things happened that were catalysts. There was obviously internal drama of the economic returns of Disney, right? And the mm -hmm. return. There was all this stuff that's happening here on YouTube with our friends like Dukak who are spreading information that I've been able to confirm from my own sources saying that, yeah, there really were Indiana Jones screenings that were went very poorly. And Bob Chapek, did have a have a very ugly conversation with Kathleen Kennedy about that. That I've confirmed from people I trust, so I believe that to have happened. So we had those, and then suddenly we had Elon Musk going forward with what what many people had feared he would do, which is you know taking away or at least balancing out the conversation. Some people would see it as balancing out the conversation; others would see it as bringing back bad people onto this forum to poison it. But he went forward with it, right? He freed up this forum in, in some fashion from the way it had been imagined previously. And then at the same time, you hit it. FTX happens. Unexpectedly, the Ponzi scheme collapses. And what we have seen with FTX, and I've said this, and I'm going to say this again here, what we are discovering and we'll discover more with time is that the, the people involved with the FTX, it's it's not this, these 28-year-old kids in a sex commune in the Bahamas. It is they were backed and pushed by a lot of very fiery, powerful people. We're hearing about the politicians that they donated to. Eventually, we're going to hear about more and more about the various funds, like the Black Rocks, who put money into this, right? And that collapse threatens to unravel a lot of agendas of a lot of people. Again, I'm not talking about people who support LGBTQ rights, right? I'm talking about people who say that. There is a difference. There is mm -hmm. a difference uh, between 
actually supporting a human being's right to be themselves and saying that is part of another broader social agenda where you don't give a damn about them. I think that's fair. And I've worked with people of both kinds, right? Uh, and so those people who think they're bringing us into a Maoist world future where the few of us control all the money for the good of all of us will use these buzzwords of, of whatever in order to make us everyone think that they're good people and they care about humanity. All those people are threatened to be unveiled. I personally have said, I think it was the FTX collapse that trickled back to some of these larger investment funds that had positions in it and had publicly and privately supported these people were like panicking that they've lost control of all kinds of narratives because it's about narratives for these people. It isn't about money. You know, if you look at the people that put Mao Zedong in power in China, and I worked in Beijing, right? I saw the horrors of what the remnant of what he's done to that country, the beautiful country. Uh, people that put Lenin in power, where do these guys get the money for their guns? They were financed by a lot of Western financiers who lost money in it, but what was their agenda, right? They, they wanted a feudal society because that works out well for their system in their minds, right? So the collapse of FTX, along with Elon Musk taking away their narrative control of, of social media, is a double whammy. The triple whammy was supposed to be Bob Chapek shutting, uh, shutting, you know, making major changes in ineffective personnel inside Disney who at least espoused these words that they wanted, right? And vocal points for these words. So you now you've got a trifecta of crises. You can't control Elon Musk. You got to hide your head so the people don't notice that you're involved in FTX, but you can control this thing. You can get but Chapek. But FTX is just the latest in a string of this. This has been going on for, well, first of all, crypto is a disaster. Sorry, guys, if you're crypto fans, all power to you. But I think it's a disaster. I think it's always been a disaster. I think NFTs are the dumbest damn things. I've got an art degree. Um, these are things that, I mean, I, I, so I've got a personal bias against them. But well, you won't get the argument for me. I declined to be part of an NFT company because oh, yeah. so, I'm not personally yeah. associated with this kind of stuff. Yes. But we have been looking at months of, of this accelerated disaster that is crypto. Um, this is the most recent thing. It just happens to be big and flashy and have a, have a, a young guy at the head who he was well connected. He was well connected. And oh yeah, he's, he's well, the yeah, he his, money for agenda. You've yes. also, his, you've his also biggest, got to his biggest the problem, in, in my opinion, is that he's got parents who are law professors, and they never told him to shut up. Um, I mean, there's well, a thing called shut. There's a difference between <laughs> there's a difference between the crypto disaster and and cryptocurrency being a thing, and this particular crypto being used as a money laundering scheme with with Ukraine and the Democratic Party. Okay, well, which first is, of all, which that is what's is, coming out. My, my understanding, that is not a proven thing. And no. there's also been the Republican donors on uh, recipients of that as well. $100,000 as opposed to uh, millions it, and it, millions for the other side. I mean, that's that's I, neither here nor there. But I'm just saying there's a difference between crypto in general being a being a mess and this particular well, one. And I think sure. Cameron's but the, point, but the question is, is how much of how much of this is a whole different discussion, um, but how much crypto is is better? money laundering thing from the beginning yeah it's, but to it, cameron's it's, it's point right it's for FTX it and it has been from, from the beginning it is an un, unregulated monetary systems right. are an issue but, but that's so, not cameron's I'm point. Sorry. Back to disney the cosmic i'm right. just saying that these three events did happen within a period of 10 days that sure. you're taking control of twitter and actually actively silencing some people firing a bunch of people letting other people speak that was unexpected that lost certain people's control of the narrative that happened. We had, you know, we had the the Disney crisis, and and you know, we had FTX. So I don't believe that these things are disconnected. Uh, I just, it's too much smoke there, and I think that part of the reason that Mr. Chapek is removed is that because those who are like I call the Maoist capitalists, you know, whose purpose is to create a feudal world for all of us, whatever world, however they want to, if they want to put it under, you know, climate change, whatever ideological thing they want, they want to create a feudal world. And they're happy to finance it, just like they finance the, you know, the communist revolutions, right? The feudalists have always done this throughout human history. There's always a way to set up a system like that. And I think Mr. Chapek was a threat to the feudal system that was set up within Disney. And that's why that's why I do not think things are going to get better, because the people that Mr. Iger there want things to go back to the way they were. They need Disney to be a, a continuation as this global corporation of this long-term restructuring of society, which has nothing to do with LGBTQ or helping me because I'm a Muslim. They don't give a damn about me, but they say they will. You know, they'll have their, they'll have their nice little the hijab resistance posters, right? You know, but they don't care about me. They they want to restructure society and they'll use this label and that label in order to restructure society to their financial benefit. 
Disney is very important to that, in my opinion. That's a bigger conspiracy theory than than you you are saying, Jason. But that is my belief based on my own experience here of the philosophy of people I've worked with who say all the right things and fundamentally set up a structure to impoverish everyone outside of their club. I've interacted with these people. I've worked with them. And it's hard to believe they see the world this way, but they really do. And uh, and that's my experience of it. So I have this conspiracy theory, and I think the larger events bizarrely seem to connect with it. And on that note, we will let Cameron have the last word. And oh, any... that's not fair. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely not fair. I, I shouldn't have the last word because I, you know, the, you're the, the guest. The, the hosts of this channel should. I made some very controversial statements that others in the chat and the host don't have to agree with, and I would like them to have a response. All right, Tim. Well, you can you can address well, that. Well, I, mean, I mean, we're going to. It's going to be a question of wait and see. Yeah. I mean, the, the the fact is is that. You could be 100% right and 100% wrong or 50% right, 50% wrong. Look, I, again, don't have this. There's online, we have a whole lot of people who are either big fans of Disney or hate Disney or Nadell, this and that. And honestly, I just don't have this kind of emotional reaction. Uh, as somebody who has never been rich and is never going to be rich, uh, who grew up, you know, family is farmers from Iowa. I'm not a big fan of, you know, I'm not a big fan of the rich people being considered anything special, all right? Just because you got money doesn't mean you're special. doesn't mean you're mm -hmm. smart or anything. I'm no fan of Elon Musk because mm -hmm. he seems to me to be an arrogant child, but whatever. The thing is, is that the rich are always going to try and get rich, mm -hmm. and they're always going to try and keep the poor poor. Poor, that's... Yeah. Welcome That's to humanity, unfortunately. But we'll have to wait and see because what's really interesting is that, again, for all, like I, like I keep coming back to this because I can't get my head around. Everyone is like, he's it's so great that he's back. And I'm like, but he has to deliver. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what the what the what 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 the talking points end up being. It doesn't matter what what who what anybody says. If he doesn't deliver. People are the people who actually want to make money, because for all the you know, Disney may be the happiest place on earth and the house of the mouth and own all of our childhoods now, but the thing is, is that it still has to make money. You can't run a company without ma making money, without it collapsing. This is something that Elon's discovered when the advertisers start pulling out of Twitter. It becomes an issue. You have to figure out a way to make that up. Mm -hmm. So. I, I appreciate the fact that there are a lot of folks on the creative side who are going, yay, we like this guy. He's back. That's great. And there's folks on the board who are going, yay, he can save us. And all I can think is he better prove it because he's only got two years. And if he wants to get into politics, he wants to do that. He's got less than two years. Mm -hmm. And the knives will come out if he cannot right the ship. I agree with you. It doesn't matter how popular he is, the knives are going to come out because that's business. I think the knives are going to come out anyway. Well, well yeah, the, the knives are already out. Yeah. <laughs> that's not and, and I would suggest, and I would suggest that that the knives came out before. That's how Mr. Chapek was given power. Those people are really ready to stab some knives out. If this, if this, and those people were already like, you took our guy out. This better be better because we 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 ain't going to let you have your. Your merciful walk off we gave you last time, where you got to come back on stage for another year. We're not giving that to you again. And so it, well, I agree with you. And they're just they're, again, you know, this is you know, you bring the guys back who who you think made everything great before. But the reality is, is that he's not the first CEO to be brought back. He is not, and and there are times when it has simply not worked, and they they have not made anything better, and sometimes it's made it worse. Yeah. So in the case you know, of Apple, Steve Jobs had proven himself a creative visionary who, you know, was an entrepreneur who knew what the market wanted. He had that track record. Mr. I but he also had came back with a company that was like so underwater at that point. I mean, Apple was in much worse shape than Disney is right now. And, um, and, he, and he got it back on a good track. Whereas, again, I would have believed that because he had the past. Mr. Iger, I'm like, I don't see the past. I don't see the past. It may be no. the future. Maybe the future he's learned something, which... God bless him if he has, based on his previous performance over a decade. I don't see any evidence of him managing this company onto a proper track. And so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just it. We're going to see. We're going to see. <laughs> One way or the other. 
All right. Now you can see uh, Cameron's thoughts. Uh, he's got a, a space over on Patreon where you can follow all of the uh, all of the insights and his analysis. We've got a link to that in our notes. Cameron, what have you got uh, coming up besides showing up on all of the different channels and and uh, offering up your commentary? Where what are you working on now? Can you talk about it yet? Uh, I cannot talk about it yet. Uh, I am developing a major project that I hope to be able to publicly announce in the near future. But until I get the go ahead from the people involved in that, I can't. Uh, but, you know, it's it's moving along. I'm handing in the pages that they want. And so far, thank God, it continues to progress forward towards the God willing green light. Let's get there, inshallah, as we say. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but otherwise, you know, people can, you know, follow me on the Patreon. You know, after this, after the surprise firing, I thought people were going to abandon me on Patreon because I've long been a supporter of Mr. Chapek and his reforms and, you know, was posting things about all the things he was doing. And and so I was like, all right, well, I guess I was wrong. guess I was wrong. You know, and I was wrong. Look, look, I didn't see this coming. I don't think anybody saw this coming. So and to my shock, like, you know, dozens of people have been signing up on Patreon in the last 24 hours, I guess. Now, when there's real craziness and crisis, people <laughs> want different people's opinions. And so, all right, I mean, I hope I'm more accurate in my future predictions uh, and we'll see. But please join me on Patreon to find out. All right. And you can find us on all sorts of different uh, uh, social media platforms. We want to also make sure that you connect with us on Odyssey and Rumble. Cameron, has your has your Twitter account been restored yet? I mean, everybody no, no. else is coming I, back. but Yeah, because because Mr. Mr. because, uh, you know, Mr. Musk is restoring people of high priority, which are famous people. So it's again walking into the mansion. I'm I'm the nobody yeah. that walks into the mansion. I'm not on Mr. Musk Matrix. I don't know that I will ever be restored, and that's fine. All right. Well, we will definitely have to do this again. Cameron, thank you very much for being here tonight. I do appreciate your time. You're very gracious with your with your analysis there. And all of you, thanks very much for being here. Very active chat tonight. It's good to have all of you here. Uh, real quick programming note, no Ranker Pit tomorrow night because of the Thanksgiving holiday and uh, no Good Morning Multiverse on Saturday. So uh, that's it for us. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Have a good week. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio, copyright 2022, by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio. 